Presented by the United States Sentencing Commission, this is Sentencing Practice Talk, a regular podcast for federal sentencing practitioners covering topics of interest. Here are your hosts, Ebisabi Yisa and Krista Rubin. All right, so, so here <laughs> we are, episode one, um, and we're answering the question, what is the categorical approach anyway? So why don't we start there, Ebisay? In a nutshell, what is the categorical approach? <laughs> um, the easiest way I can explain the categorical approach is that it is an analysis where you're trying to compare elements of a prior offense or sometimes the instant offense um, to criteria of a certain category of an offense like crime of violence or violent felony. That sounds hard. It's basically an analysis that helps you figure out whether a defendant's prior conviction for, let's say, robbery is a crime of violence or whether a conviction for burglary uh, is a violent felony. So it's basically you're looking at a prior crime, something that a person was convicted of right. generally. Before. Before. And you're trying to see if it meets a particular definition or if it fits a category of offenses, right? That's right. And the analysis uh, of how to, how to get from prior offense to doesn't meet definition, that's the categorical approach. It's a way to figure out that answer, okay. right? And it's supposed to apply in all cases. And one thing I think we've all learned is that it can be really counterintuitive and a lot of people, do you get asked this, like, who came up with this idea? Right, absolutely. It's like, where did this come from? Where did, how did we get here? Right. Is the question I get. And I think sometimes it's important for me as a teacher sometimes. I, forget, I, don't, I know where it came from, and we'll talk about the case. But I think it's important to go back to the origin because sometimes that helps inform how we got here. Right. right. And the origin is a case called Taylor versus the United States, uh, way back in 1990. And that is really the genesis of the categorical approach. Um, and but, go ahead, sorry. No, it's, <laughs> I get really excited about this. Go <laughs> ahead, Krista. And so what, so in this Taylor case, mm -hmm. what did the Supreme Court look to? What were they trying to do? So Taylor was a case about the violent felony definition in ACCA. And specifically, it was about the definition of burglary, right? Burglary is an enumerated offense under the ACCA. And what they were trying to figure out essentially is, well, what does that burglary mean, right? And how do we figure out if Mr. Taylor's prior conviction for burglary means is the same burglary that's listed in the statute that Congress wrote. Like, what does Congress mean by burglary? And how are courts supposed to figure out? Is it, is it just a title called burglary? What if it's breaking and entering, right? Does that mean it's not burglary? And so the Supreme Court decided that they were not going to look to the title of offenses, right? So whether a state calls something burglary or breaking and entering or trespass, they said, doesn't matter. What we're going to look at, what the Supreme Court said we all need to look at, is elements, right? And that's the most important thing in the categorical approach. And so in, in this analysis, you're looking at the elements of that 
burglary statute. Yep. Does it matter what circumstances surrounded that particular burglary? No, right? And that's the other big thing about the categorical approach is not only do we not look at the title, right? How does it, what does the state call it? But we don't look to see how a particular defendant committed that offense, right? Because that's not elements. Elements are the things that like never change about the offense. It's how the state wrote out the offense. What elements, right, does the state write out to say, this is what you have to do to be convicted of burglary or breaking and entering or whatever. And so the Supreme Court made it really clear that all we care about in the categorical approach is the elements. And you're going to hear us talking about elements a lot because it's really, it's the backbone of categorical approach. And you need, we need to understand what elements are. But I think the most important thing to recognize is that it's not about titles and it's not about facts, right? So they said, look, we don't want to know what Mr. Taylor did or how Mr. Taylor committed his offense. That doesn't matter to us. We're going to go and pull up the actual statute that he was convicted of, and we're going to look to see what those elements are, and then we're going to see if they match up with the generic definition of burglary, right? That's it. And so is Taylor it? Is that, does, what other, how, how did the Supreme Court then help us understand this particular analysis? Well, like I said, Taylor's the beginning, and I think we all know it is definitely not the end. I think probably for the last five, almost four or five years, the Supreme Court's been coming out with other categorical cases. There are a lot of cases where the Supreme Court is talking about the categorical approach. Um, there are some big ones. Um, Shepard, there's two Johnson cases, Johnson 1 and Johnson 2, um, and also Mathis, uh, and then more, more recently, Demaya. So I know it sounds like I'm just putting out a bunch of numbers. We are going to have some resources. And if we have time at some point, we might do a bonus episode on the categorical cases. But Taylor is the beginning. And for us to understand what it is and how we got here, I think Taylor versus the United States is a really important Supreme Court case that explains the beginning of this process. Great. Well... We'll start at the beginning and let's continue on with our next episode. This wraps up our episode of Sentencing Practice Talk, today brought to you by the United States Sentencing Commission. Thanks so much for listening and be sure to check back often for new topics. Sentencing Practice Talk, a regular podcast on federal sentencing issues. Please be advised that information provided by the Commission staff is offered to assist in understanding and applying the sentencing guidelines. The information does not necessarily represent the official position of the Commission, should not be considered definitive, and is not binding upon the Commission, the Court, or the parties in any case.